1: Everyone, Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive Jim Rosenhouse, along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are wrapping up play, heading into the All-Star break with a series against the Royals that continues on Saturday evening, a 6-10 first pitch, and then the final game before the All-Star break, Sunday afternoon at one Coming up later on on this week's show, we'll hear from Shane Bieber, his reaction to being named an American League All-Star. Also, we'll visit with Zach Plezak and Cal Quantrill from the Indians starting rotation. Roberto Perez will stop by shortly, and we'll conclude with a chat with Kyle Hudson, who's one of the Indians' assistant coaches but has a great background not only in baseball, playing in the major leagues with the Orioles, but also had a fine college football career at Illinois as a wide receiver. But first, the week in review and what a week it was for the Indians, it began In the face of a hurricane down in in St. Pete as they had a series with the Tampa Bay Rays that was adjusted due to the potential of Hurricane Elsa, which turned out to be a tropical storm and and really a lighter one, at least in the St. Petersburg area, a little bit stronger outside that area. But the Indians had some tough times on the field in St. Pete, dropping a, a close ball game back and forth affair on Monday night. That the Rays won in walk-off style in the bottom half of the ninth inning, nine to eight, and then Tuesday's game was postponed due to the threat of the hurricane, and then Wednesday, the make-up doubleheader, saw the Rays win eight to one and four nothing, and in that four nothing nightcap of the twin bill, the Indians did not produce any base hits, so that sent their losing skid to nine games, a depth in this season that has been a roller coaster for the Indians. How are they going to turn things around? Well, returning home certainly has been an elixir in the last couple of nights, Thursday and Friday night. Great ball games, walk-off wins for the Tribe to get back on the winning track. So we take it to Thursday. Zach Pleszak back on the mound for the first time since late May. And uh, he was solid. Now, the Royals did score a run in the third inning and then two more in the fourth to take a 3-0 lead. But then Bobby Bradley... Got things going for the Tribe in the fourth inning as he put them on the scoreboard. Here's the one-two. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball hit to deep right. Home run, Bobby Bradley. Number nine for Bradley puts the Indians on the board, and that right there is why... You're patient with him during the times where the base hits are hard to come by. It stayed 3-1 Kansas City until the eighth inning. That's when Roberto Perez, just off the injured list himself, stepped in with two men on base.
0: Barlow to the rousin bag, a brief touch. Looks in for the sign from Salvador Perez. 3-1 to one Royals, two out, two on. Here it comes. Swing and a fly ball pretty well. Hit to center. Taylor back. Track will go! Roberto Perez has all of his teammates out of the dugout. The Indians take the lead 4-3 to three on a two-out, three-run home run to center. How about that?
1: The lead didn't last as Carlos Santana in the top half of the ninth inning hit his second home run on the night to tie the game at four. And for the Indians' fifth leading home run hitter franchise history-wise, Carlos Santana now with the Royals, he did some damage for the other side to tie the game at four. So the game went to the bottom half of the ninth inning. Cesar Hernandez doubled and with two outs, first base open. The Royals walked Jose Ramirez intentionally to take their chances with Franmill Reyes.
0: Outfield, medium deep. Straight away in left and right, the center fielder Taylor shades toward right center. Big gap in left center. Infield pulled to the left, no shift. The pitch swung on, hit high, hit deep to left center. This ball! The third time via a home run and Fran Mill, the biggest man on the team, is just getting pulverized at home plate. What a final two innings in this game.
1: So a real nice win for the Tribe on Thursday night to snap the nine-game losing skid. Then it was on to Friday night and one of the, the better pitchers duels that we have seen this season, Tristan McKenzie against Brad Keller both with earned run averages over six. So who would think that would be a good pitching matchup from what they turned in? And uh, McKenzie was just terrific as the Indians took the lead in the second inning. Big base hit from Bradley Zimmer.
0: Now the right-handers ready. Here it comes. Swung on, line to left, that's a base hit. Reyes will score. Bradley stops at second. And Bradley Zimmer with an opposite field single to left. Has his tenth run batted in, and the Indians have a one 0 lead. And the walks are coming back to haunt Brad Keller here in inning number two. But that was it for the
1: offense. As uh, on the mound, Brad Keller was terrific for Kansas City, and McKenzie was even better for the Indians.
0: Tribe leading it one to nothing. Each team has a hit. The pitch swung on, grounded sharply to second. Hernandez to second one. Ramirez turns the double play. I'll tell you what, folks, this is a different Tristan McKenzie. A career-high seven shutout innings. He's never blinked tonight when there was any sign of trouble.
1: What a night it was for the young right-hander, but in the eighth inning, Kansas City's Jorge Soler Got a pitch that he liked from Emmanuel Classe and hit it out to tie the game at one. James Karinchek kept Kansas City off the board in the top half of the ninth inning, and then leading off the bottom of the ninth, Bobby Bradley came through again. Here's the pitch to Bradley.
0: Swung out and rip! Deep right center! This ball! Gone! homers for the Indians against Kansas City. Bobby Bradley's ninth home run is the Indians fourth walk-off win via a homer and the Indians seventh walk-off win on the year. Unbelievable! A two-iron that just got over the nine-foot wall in right center field. You might not see a more entertaining game this year.
1: What a wild win for the Indians. Back-to-back nights, walk-off home runs in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Well, Roberto Perez is back with the ball club, and it certainly has been great to see him get back behind the plate and, and do what he does with the pitching staff and defensive to have that big home run on Thursday night, and he says he's just happy to be back with the ball club after spending six weeks on the injured list and be able to contribute to a big win.
2: Very happy to be back, you know, uh, with the team, and uh, we have a really young team, um, and uh, I'm I'm still still kind of getting my timing, you know, hitting-wise and stuff like that, Uh, you know, uh, after missing two months, uh, but uh, I'm just happy to be back and you know, trying to uh, help my team in any way I can.
1: And you mentioned timing, and, and you've always been a hitter who has great success when you use the middle of the field and, and go the opposite way. And I know you, you were saying you're focusing on that, but is that a little bit easier said than done that when you actually have to put it in play against big league pitching?
2: Yes. Um. I mean, you, you said it. When I stay middle the other way, that's when I'm on my best. But, you know, I, I was out for two months, and, and, and it's tough. You know, coming back, everybody – uh, it's it, it, by by this time, you know, in in, in July, everybody, you know, their the arm strength is there. You know, pitching's is, the pitchers are better. Um, you know, we're not in spring training anymore. So uh, for me, you know, I'm just trying to you know adjust, and uh, I'm working very hard with Victor Rodriguez in the cage, and um, to to be more consistent, uh, you know, going going middle the other way. You did so much hard work in the off season to come into camp
1: and in maybe the best shape you've ever been in, and you have an early injury. How tough was that mentally for you to have to miss some time?
2: Um, it's it was tough because you never want to go down the the, the, the way I did. Um, but I've been there in 2016 when I had my thumb surgery. You know, it happened early May. I missed mo- uh, two months. You know, I and I came back and uh, uh, but 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 you know. I, it for me it was uh it was i had to keep my mind you know and, and myself positive and come to the field and do what they asked me for to do um and you know it's tough because you want to be around the team and 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 you prepare you know i prepare myself for for a, for a long year you know I, I, my goal was to catch 130 games and and then i i went down but you know um I thought I thought he just did a pretty good job filling in, and uh, you know kept us right there. Um, but it, you know you, you never want to go down the, the way I did. But uh, but you know that's in the past. Now I'm here and looking forward to helping my team win, and uh, hopefully we get going. Always fun to visit with
1: trap catcher Roberto Perez. Has some good outlooks on what's been going on with the Indians, and uh, great to have him back in the lineup healthy as he played for a couple of weeks with that broken bone in his finger earlier in the season and it did not go well so time well spent on the injured list and he has come back strong for the try stay with us when we come back we'll talk pitching with Zach Pleszak and also Cal Quantrill that's after this short break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network
3: if I learned one thing from this great game of baseball it's that she'll humble you you think you've got it figured out, you check the standings, and you're in last place again. I'm Eric Rabino, fantasy baseball GM, and I can put my team in position to win every single time, but I can't play the games, people. At least Progressive's Name Your Price tool has options based on my budget. It never lets me down, unlike my pitching staff. Amateurs!
0: Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Tribe Talk continues from downtown Cleveland, Progressive Field. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Great to have you with us for Baseball Talk on the radio. And great to have Zach Pleszak back in the rotation as he made a start on Thursday, his first since late May. He is coming back from a broken thumb. And we caught up with him before the start
3: earlier in the week, and he says he's just happy to be
1: back with his teammates.
3: Yeah, I'm super excited to be back. You know, I've been working... Every day, just building up with my progression, working with strength conditioning staff and the trainers to make sure I'm in a good spot to return and that I'm prepared and my body's capable of handling, you know, the up-downs and the amount of pitches that it's going to take to go out there and compete and help us win games. So, you know, I'm super excited. Got the news today and um, threw a a bullpen today. Um, I'm on my normal five-day routine. So a couple more days, be ready to rock back at home. Is that the toughest thing? I mean, it's a thumb injury, so you can't
1: throw for a while. Is, is that the hardest thing, keeping the rest of, of everything that you do that makes you good um, in working order?
3: Yeah, I think really just the throwing part was the, was kind of the part of the, the game that we had to be, be, be smart about, you know. Everything else, the body, the, the workouts, um, making sure that I'm doing the conditioning and certain things to keep my body in shape um, was actually the easy part. I think really the, the build-up progression is what's kind of taking the longest Um, to get back into games so I think you know we're just doing a great job as an organization to make sure you know we're in a good spot we're gonna put ourselves in a position to not be under any stress that you know we're not used to so like making sure the arm's in a good place making sure we're at the proper build-up to make sure for the longevity of my career that we're in a good spot you know so I gotta commend the trainers and the strength conditioning staff because we really put together a great program to stay prepared and be able to get back as fast as we did and To not only come back, but to be in a good spot when we come back to be ready to compete and win games. And it seems like you've been around a lot. How important is that when you're rehabbing to be around the club and still be a part of it? Oh, it's I think super important. You know, you don't want to get out of the loop or feel like you're kind of foreign, you know, to the team. You want to make sure you're around the guys, supporting them. Um, And I'm trying to do everything I can as a teammate to, you know, give these guys my support and be there for them, you know, and root them on generally. So. Um you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to be away from these guys, and I'm really excited to get back. Well, it'll be good to have you back. Thanks a
1: lot, Zach. Thank you. Well, it sounded like Pleszak from that interview was prepared and ready to go, and he certainly looked that way on Thursday. He did allow three runs over four innings, but uh, threw the ball well, had good command, and look for him to be a factor for the Indians post-All-Star break. Another key to the rotation, and he'll probably stay in that rotation for quite some time, is right-hander Cal Quantrill, and we had a chance to visit with Cal earlier in the week as well, and he talked about some of the challenges that he's faced since
4: moving into a starting role. I think, at first, honestly, it's pitch count. You know, um, it's been you know well over a year since I was throwing this many pitches, so getting used to that again. Um, you know, making sure that our preparation and recovery between starts is allowing me to be you know capable of going 100 plus pitches, but I think. Uh, again, yesterday was a step in the right direction in terms of of both like the preparation for the game and then also game day, um, like w- where we want to be. You know, come seven ten or one ten or whatever time the game starts at.
1: And pitch selection wise, it looks like you expanded your repertoire a little bit yesterday. And how pleased were you with some of the off speed stuff that that you were able to throw for strikes?
4: Yeah, it's good. It's I think we've it's been a lot of positives. You know, like in, in a lot of ways, I'm throwing three pitches that I didn't throw when I debuted in the big leagues. So. Um, it's been a work in progress but I think that we have uh, you know a set of pitches now that we've shown can work at the big league level and now it's about finding you know which mix and match and, and how we need to use them and how they play off each other and Babo and, and Hedgie and I I think we're, we're still learning but I think yesterday was you know a, a, a fair representation of what we can do and the life
1: and times of a starting pitcher for
4: the tribe right now means you have to be flexible and you
1: went on three days rest yesterday but I uh, Sometimes can that be good because you're back on the mound again and
4: and maybe have a better feel for things? Yeah, I think short rest isn't necessarily bad as long as as long as your arm's ready. Uh, like you said, I think for me, anyways, it was pretty frustrating uh, ten days, and I was actually looking for an opportunity to be out there a little earlier. So in this case, it worked out well, and my arm felt like it bounced back to the spot it needed to be. Um, you know, I think we do a good job. We, you know, in the training room, making sure that we're we're in a spot where we can compete at our highest level. So. I felt good enough to go, so we went with it. That's Cal Quantrill talking baseball.
1: Again, he's looking to to really cement his role in that starting rotation after having good success out of the bullpen during the season's first half. Stay tuned. We'll take a break and then come back and hear from Shane Bieber as he was named to the American League All-Star team last week, and we'll get his thoughts on that after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network.
0: nine strikeouts two walks and he's done it again pitching the Indians into the seventh inning he's at 88 pitches now the wind now the pitch swing and a miss there it is curveball got Castellanos Bieber strikes out the side and becomes the first pitcher in major league history to strike out ten or more in his first four
1: starts of a season Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. We're down at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are playing the Royals this weekend. A 6-10 first pitch on Saturday on Shane Bieber, All-Star MVP bobblehead giveaway night. As uh, fans coming through the gates on Saturday night will receive that uh, commemorative 2019 All-Star Game MVP bobblehead of Shane Bieber and uh, what a year it was in 2019 winning the All-Star Game MVP, Follow that up with the Cy Young Award in 2020. This year was off to a good start, but then the shoulder started barking and since late May he has been on the injured list. But he pitched well enough early in the season to be named an American League All-Star, and he talked about that earlier this week. What's uh, different about this visit to the All-Star Game as opposed to 2019?
5: It's definitely different than the first time the first time I was in, I think the latest possible addition um so that was a scramble and um while it was it was super fun and, and i'd like to defend the title um i guess technically i held it for two years because um, there wasn't a an all-star game last year um but regardless when when tito told me today um i was pretty surprised you know i, I didn't necessarily expect it with um you know not not playing right now but uh, I think that's kind of what makes it mean so much more for me um, uh, truly appreciated to you know how it went down and um, being selected it's uh, always a privilege and an honor and um, I'm excited um,
6: and
5: and yeah I've never been in Denver so it'll be a, a good time.
6: Obviously, last time you had a group of guys here with you from your team uh, in Cleveland. What'll, what will it mean to you to have H- Jose with you whenever you're out there?
5: Oh, it'll be great. Um, I, I, I can't wait to watch him uh, take BP at that field. Like I said, I've never been there before, so I've only heard the stories and the legends. So excited to see him play and, and show off his skill set, um, you know, throughout the, the few days there. And it's just nice and comforting to be able to have him. And, um, you know, looking back to 2019, that all-star game that weekend or uh, or the, that span of a few days, uh, it, it was extremely, uh, you know, lucky to, to have the guys that uh, were there with me to be able to lean on them for the experience and the support. And um, it's nice to be able to do that with Hosey again this year. And uh, like I said, I'm just
6: excited to watch him do his thing. Is it? Strange just knowing, I mean, you know you won't pitch and so you can kind of just relax a little bit. Whereas you said like last time, I'm sure that you, you were young, you were, it was a last minute thing and you were also in Cleveland in front of all the home fans. So I'm sure it was some anxiety with that.
5: Yeah, I'm sure it'll be uh, definitely a different atmosphere um, from my perspective, uh, a little bit less anxiety and nerves and um, it was an absolute whirlwind, I know we, we've talked about it plenty, but in 19, um, I have kind of just spent the last hour or so uh, since I got the news reflecting on 19, my own experience with that, and um, that was obviously something special, and something I'll cherish forever, but um, it'll be a different experience this year, like I said, maybe a little bit more relaxed, and uh, maybe I'll enjoy it while it's going on a little bit more, and um, just go out there, have a good time, and, and see some friends from around the league, and and uh, like I said, just enjoy it and being Bye. there with, with Tito as well and uh, and Hosey.
6: I'm excited for it. How is the shoulder? And do you have any idea, like, what's next in your process? Good. Um, things are feeling really good. I, I, I'm
5: really encouraged with with how my progressions come and how uh, I'm feeling better day by day. I guess we're uh, the best way to put it is we're continuing to take it day by day and hopefully be thrown here um, within – within a week, um, can't really put a timeline on it, but like I said, take it day by day and
6: continue to, to trend upwards, um, and I'll be in a good spot. And along those lines, just watching the, the series of injuries and um, I know when you got hurt, then it was down to Aaron and then Aaron has some freak injury. I mean, what's it been like just watching one at a time, everybody kind of go down? Um, it's been frustrating, it's been,
5: there's a lot of words to be able to describe it uh, as a team and as a clubhouse, but, um, you know, in a, in a weird way, it's also been encouraging because of, you know, what we've gone through, um, which is kind of unprecedented uh, compared to years past. And to be able to do what we, we've been doing as a team, um, putting together victories in numerous amounts of ways and. Um, a lot of guys just pulling on the same rope in the same way and and we're winning ballgames in different ways. And I know the last four or five games, you know, haven't uh, gone like we wanted them to, but, um, to be in the position that we're in right now, I don't think a lot of people would expect that. So, you know, hopefully we can kind of right this ship uh, today and um, continue to move forward. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's been a a weird, uh, a tough year with a, a lot of adversity early, but, um, you know, hopefully, at the end and after the break, once we start getting guys back, uh, we'll be better for it.
6: And when you said that you were reflecting, is there what moment is the first one that pops into your brain whenever you think back to twenty nineteen? Is it pitching? Is it when you won the award? Is it something different from that whole experience? What did yeah, you immediately I,
5: I yeah, I think I bounced from from each one. I think um, kind of the overarching theme was just the whole uh, event. It it was nice and and, uh, real convenient to be able to have it in Cleveland and it just felt like home and it felt uh, comforting. um, Like I said, especially with that being my first time. And so uh, I just think about the whole few days, Uh, I keep wanting to say weekend, but I can't can't remember if it was on a weekend or not. And um, just meeting all the guys, having it be in our home clubhouse, uh, developing relationships and connections. And um, that's another thing I look forward to doing uh, this year
6: then i just have one super random one for you uh i've been trying to get a poll of the guys if you would view your teammates skill sets as their superpowers whose superpower would you steal if you could
5: oh man well i mean the potentially the word word around the street is that the universal dh is going to go out next year or else i'd say uh or is, is going to be implemented next year or else i'd say oh he's about to ball obviously so i guess i'll take uh please sacks hands and athleticism off the mound. That's another added benefit. And, uh, that always puts you in a good
6: spot. Perfect. Thank you. Shane, just from a personal standpoint, since this is the first injury you really had to go through, I mean, just, is it agonizing having to just sit and watch every day and, and knowing there's, it's out of your hands? Yeah, maybe not
5: agonizing. Um, but it's, it's almost there. It's definitely frustrating. Um, But like I said it's encouraging watching the team do what we've been doing and you know I've been able to um you know really just focus and hone in on on what I can do uh each and every day just to continue to get better and, and to trend upwards and um you know whether that's rehab conditioning lifting whatever it may be uh it's been comforting just to you know put all of my being into each task each day um but with that being said once I you know, if one of those tasks is working on, you know, hip-shoulder separation or like half of the my delivery, the first half of it, you know, getting in my legs, it, it's, it's hard not to get antsy. and It's, it's kind of like a tease, uh, not being able to throw a ball. So, um, like I said, hopefully that comes very soon, and I'm excited to get back at it.
1: Always some great outlooks on a lot of different subjects from Indians all-star Shane Bieber. Stay tuned. We'll have a final segment of Tribe Talk presented by Progressive after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians
0: Radio Network. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go.
6: Okay, so, um, did you see that game the other day? <laughs> the refs, right? I mean, come on. They were totally out to get us. <laughs> that always happens to our, to our team. <clears throat> Drivers who switch to Progressive can say big.
0: Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from downtown Cleveland's Progressive Field as uh, we take you up until the top of the hour with baseball talk on the radio and a lot of different ways you can pick up our show each week. You can do so, of course, on on an Indians Radio Network affiliate that carries tribe talk each weekend. We also have it available on Indians.com, all the archived editions there, or as a podcast shortly after the show airs, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Kyle Hudson is one of the Indians' assistant coaches, uh, a young coach who is in his second season as uh, he helps out Indians outfielders, does some game planning off the advance reports, also. Uh, Helps out with some of the base running with Sandy Alomar. So a lot of different things to to plug some gaps on that coaching staff. And Hudson, who's been in the organization for five seasons prior to joining the big league staff in a minor league coaching capacity, has a a great background. Eight seasons of pro ball as a player, including one month in the major leagues with the Orioles. And we'll talk to him about about that month and, and what it meant to play so long in pro ball and at least get a little bit of time. But also, I um, hope you stay with this one because at the end he talks about his college football career as a wideout for Illinois and, and how that concluded for him in a real positive way. But first, we talked about the Indians' outfield, some younger players out there, and some of the progress he feels that they are making.
7: Yeah, we've had, we've had a lot of guys come through the outfield um, this season. It's, it's been a fun group to be able to work with. Um, guys, guys are really diligent about going about their work every single day. Um, each guy has their individual routines and everything so it's just you know as you as you work through spring training You kind of get to know them a little bit get to know what their routines are and try to carry that throughout the season And as we know, it's a long season, so I'm um, just trying to maintain their their uh, the way their bodies feel and and obviously help them progress in their outfield play fundamentally and Just understanding uh, of situational aspects that come up in the game. they They've done a really good job. You know, we got a lot of work to do, obviously, um, to continue to improve. But they've uh, they've been a fantastic group to work with so far. Once you get into the season and you're out of spring training, obviously,
1: the games take precedence. How do you balance trying to get some good work done, while also being mindful that they have to be ready to go for the game and be well rested?
7: Yeah, that's what that's one of the tougher things. I mean, you're you're dealing with a 160 game season. You're playing almost every day. You got an off day here and there. So it really is tough trying to balance that because. They want to be ready for the game, you know. Um, the work that I that I usually do, I, I I try to individualize it a little bit, and so it's coming out it's coming out early, you know, prior to BP with either one or two guys and having kind of an isolated focus on on what you want to do with that guy, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a, a reads off the bat, whether it's first step, whether it's you know working balls off the wall or something like that. I like to be able to do that, and then. Once we get into BP, if guys want to throw to the bases, they throw to the bases. Or, you know, one of the mo- one of the best things you can do as an outfielder is take balls off the bat during BP and get kind of more game like reads. And that's what we try to do. Um, try to have a lot of focus on that uh, during BP. Kyle Hudson, Indians assistant coach, joining us. And uh, Kyle, you look at,
1: at your background. You, you played pro ball for eight years. You had one September in the major leagues, and and I think that's a common story. I think for so many who get into this game, the dream is to reach the major leagues. What were those 30 days that September? What was that like for you after all the work you put in to get there, both you know youth baseball on through college and then pro ball?
7: It was awesome. It was a great experience, you know, just to be at that level and be around, you know, the the highest caliber players in in the world, you know, at that sport, and um, so. Definitely, definitely wish it would have lasted a little bit longer. Um, I think that that's one thing that you, that you think about once you get there, you feel like you've made it. Well, I think it's once you get there, you got you got to try to stay there, right? And you got to try to do everything that you can to be able to stay there. Didn't didn't work out in my favor in that aspect, but um, I think that that's a mentality that guys should have as they as they kind of come up to this level. It's like. It's it's not easy to get to this level, but it's easier to get to this level than it is to actually stay at this level. So that's just something to think about when you know when when younger players are coming up to be able to you know go through and, and work on some of their deficiencies to be able to kind of do the little things to to stay at this the highest level in, in their profession. You know. And when did the coaching part
1: take hold for you? Because obviously you've had some experience in the Indians minor league system too.
7: You know, um, so I, I was released as a player in, in two thousand fourteen. And um, I I decided at that point that I, I wasn't going to try to play anymore, that I was going to try to f- uh, finish school. And I had a couple of semesters left in school. And so I um, took some online classes. And my, my college baseball coach at University of Illinois, Dan Hartlib, called me and said that uh, their volunteer assistant had left. And uh, he had taken another job, and they had that opening. And so I'm like, well, I'm trying to finish school, so this would be a great opportunity to kind of come over Always well, we said that I that I, I don't think I was going to get into coaching. I was going to move on afterwards. But the community opened up, and I I enjoyed working with the the young players so much, and so spent two years as a volunteer there, and then uh, in 2017 took a took a job in our organization, which was you know one of the best things that ever happened to me. Coming to this fantastic organization that we have with the people and, and everything else, and so um, been lucky been lucky to be in this organization ever since. And here's where it gets fun for our our fans, so many of whom are big-time football
1: fans, obviously Northeast Ohio, a hotbed. Uh, college football. You played Big Ten college football, the University of Illinois for three seasons. Uh, you get to go to a Rose Bowl, where, in all of the things that you've done as a, as an athlete. What was it like, uh, especially
7: for a rebuilding team to to have that success and go to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl with Illinois? I would I would not trade that experience for anything. I mean, it was a lot of work when I was in when I was in college to play both sports, baseball and football. Um, so it kind of took away from my social life a little bit in that sense but you know kind of the, the culmination of my football career is my last game I ever played was in was the Rose Bowl which was just an awesome experience to be able to share that with my family and, and some of my friends and you know uh, a lot of listeners here I'm sure Ohio State fans so um, beating number one Ohio State in 2000 in 2007 was a uh, was a highlight of my career as well I know a lot of people probably won't appreciate hearing that but uh I, I enjoyed the hundred thousand people that were they were very quiet after that win. That was fantastic. You mentioned managing
1: the two sports. I mean, Dion Sanders, Bo Jackson. You know, they, they had done it at at the professional level, um, but even in college, it you hear about it occasionally.
7: But it seems like that would be a really difficult thing to do. It was. I you know I had a lot of I had a lot of help um, just with you know we had our our academic advisors and, and the things that you had to do. Um, surrounding your academics, you know, we had we had study hours my freshman year, which really helped and my family helped I was my family was only 45 minutes away um, I grew up 45 minutes south of Champaign uh, where Illinois is so I had a lot of help with the family a lot of help in, in school and stuff like that, but it was it was definitely very Demanding, you know, I never had an off season in college. I was always I was always in season and in the summertime I wasn't going to play summer baseball like all the other players. I was staying I was staying, you know on campus, doing the doing the uh, football strength conditioning program and stuff like that. So, I was basically only doing baseball, you know, in baseball season, and had to do a lot of football during that baseball season too. So, it was demanding, but like I said, I wouldn't, I would not change that experience because I learned so much from from playing both sports and being around so many different coaches and so many different teammates and, and all that. So, it was a, uh, it was fantastic. Oh, okay, Kyle, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for the time. Thanks a lot, Rosie. Appreciate it.
1: That's Kyle Hudson, Indians assistant coach in charge of the outfielders and also some advanced scouting as well. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks as always to Brian Motze for helping to put together our show each week. We will join you next week from the West Coast as the Indians open play coming out of the All-Star break in Oakland, California against the Athletics. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.
0: One of the hardest things is when you're when you're losing is to not show up and think about it or let it affect today or tomorrow. But that's what, easier said than done. It's when you kind of rely on each other. That's the biggest thing. And it looks like our guys are doing that, which, which I'm grateful for. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by... Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.